Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, time now for our mailbag segment. We've got lots of good questions for you today, answered 100% correctly, guaranteed, before we get to that. Congratulations uh, to a couple Buccaneers, one current, one former. We'll start with Rondi Barber, who is a semifinalist for the Pro Football Hall of, Game, Hall of Fame. And this is like, I think it's the sixth or seventh time. He was a finalist a year ago. They start... Uh, of course, at 100, it's been narrowed down to 25. That's the semifinalist. They'll narrow it down again to 15. And then there, if, if you are a finalist, as Rondé was, then there's a vote uh, right around the Super Bowl. Well, this will be for the class of 2023. So good luck to Rondé Barber. Certainly deserving. I've talked to voters, uh, and, and each year he's made a lot of progress. A lot of it has to do with you know who's in the class and how many are automatic first ballots and things like that. But uh, Rondi has every credential to be a Pro Football Hall of Famer, and I think he will be. Uh, specifically, he was, in some ways, an easier argument to make than John Lynch, who waited eight years. But um, And John was a finalist, I think, for that long. But with Rondé, signature play, obviously the interception against Philadelphia to send him to the Super Bowl, all-decade team, which is something John Lynch did not have because his career ran kind of between the decades, if you will, and just a ton of numbers, the longevity, what do you play like? 15, 16 years or something like that. Um, and and he sort of transformed that, you know, nickel corner position in a way. So I, I think it's a matter of when, not if, and hopefully this will be his year. We'll see. And then uh, Levante David uh, nominated for the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. They uh, nominate a player from each team, so there will be 32 of these guys, and, and Levante is certainly worthy of that and more in his career. But uh, – I don't know that there's been – I've been around many more players uh, that have played the game the right way with the right sort of etiquette and sportsmanship. And, uh, you know, it would be nice to see something come his way, uh, you know, besides uh, the rare Pro Bowl and that sort of thing. But uh, we'll see if he's able to get that. So, as I mentioned, we have your mailbag questions that uh, Steve has gathered for us, and we'll read in just a minute. But first, I want to remind you guys, May Electric Solar – they're a family-owned business. If you want to save money on your electric bill, well, here's the way. They've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years. There's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing so you can see exactly what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know who's doing the job. Those are Billy Mays guys up there taking care of you. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your life and your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, Steve, I am ready to uh, guarantee these answers. Let's get started. All right, we're going to start with a real tough one then. Mark had uh, tweeted us. He says, rank these Thanksgiving sides. Mashed potatoes, stuffing, green bean casserole, gravy, cranberry sauce, 
or feel free to add ones not mentioned. All right, let's let, let's go over this a little little slower because I'm starting to get this hankering for all these things. Okay, mashed potatoes, stuffing, mm-hmm. green, green bean casserole, bean casserole. Okay, gravy, gravy, and cranberry okay. sauce, gravy and cranberry sauce. Okay, um, all right. <sighs> This is just for me, and I've had, my sister makes a tremendous green bean crack casserole, but I'm going to toss that um, simply because, I don't know, it, it's almost too healthy for Thanksgiving, um, even though it's delicious and there's a lot of good sugary stuff in there as well. But, uh, but let's, let's, let's discard quickly of, of one vegetable. The cranberry sauce I really like, but I, I kind of mix it with things, so it's, it's more of a, mm-hmm. uh, more of a uh, you know, Something that accompanies, like, I don't know, how you, what would you call that? Like a, a condiment more than it is a meal. Um, so I, I kind of like to swirl things around in that. So I, I'll eliminate the cranberry sauce. Now we're down to the, to the rank and file here. The problem is uh, I, I don't think you can have mashed potatoes without the gravy. And even though the gravy is a condiment, it's a staple to the entire meal, right? Like mm-hmm. you pour gravy over everything. You pour gravy over the stuffing, you pour gravy over the mashed potatoes, gravy over the turkey. So it's kind of almost necessary to 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 sort of flavor up uh those other things. And yet, and yet So rank them. Okay, I'm going to go my favorite stuffing. Um it's an old Alexander recipe, my mom's maiden name, grandmother before her, uh, does it in such a way that it's it's absolutely phenomenal. I can't have Thanksgiving without it. It has to be her stuffing. Um, so I'm going to go stuffing number one. Uh, I'm going to go gravy too because I can pour the gravy on the stuffing and then I got a meal, to be honest with you. I mean, that thing's got, you know, uh, celery, it's got onion, it's got all kinds of stuff in it with the gravy. I'm good there. And then if I'm going to have the gravy and the stuffing, I got to go mashed potatoes because they all mix together. You got the gravy and you got the, the stuffing and the mashed potatoes. Uh, and then to offset, just to, just to have a little bit of a, of a flavor that, 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 that is tart more than, more than not, then I go the cranberry sauce next, and then I'm going I'm to finish with the green bean casserole. That, that's sort of my ranking. How about you? Now, I know you did these 100% correct. Mm-hmm. But I do say, was you're going for me? That. I did all. All I can hear, all I can hear is John. You need to do it in John Madden's voice. Is you got the stuffing and the green bean casserole. I, I, I thought about it too. Hey, you got you got the stuffing. I mean, you, you, got, you got the stuffing and green bean. Boom! And you got the gravy and you got the cranberry sauce. But yeah, and you got a, a turducken. Uh, yeah, it's like that. That's what it felt like. It felt like it felt like it felt like halftime. That's right, John. What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Rank these favorite. He's at the 20, the 30. Rank your favorite. Well, I do have to correct you, though. Yep. I do have to correct you because I learned two years ago you can have Thanksgiving dinner without gravy. Oh, did you know? Because my sister. <laughs> you sound bitter. My, <laughs> my sister didn't make anywhere near enough. Oh, no. And everyone goes around and gets gravy, and my mom looks around and says, oh, everyone's got it. So she finishes off the gravy, and I didn't have any yet. Oh, no. Oh, no. So now it's the running family joke of, you know, <laughs> we're going to have ham for dinner. Do we need to bring gravy? <laughs> exactly. we're, ha- we're having burgers. Do we need to bring gravy? <laughs> 
Who's got the gravy? So that's the family. That's now the family joke because got it. My sister Makes didn't sense. make nearly enough for Thanksgiving two years ago. Right. So, but uh, um, I, 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 cranberry sauce. I used to like the cranberries more than I do now. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Um, so that's probably last for me. Um, okay. I, I mean, how do you go? I mean, I the, the mashed potatoes and gravy probably the best. Mm-hmm. Although stuffing, you know, if you got a really good stuffing recipe, yeah, if you got good stuffing, not, not all the stuffing is good, you know. And then stuffing, that's that's sort of a like you got, you know. There's a lot of different kinds, right? There's there's cornbread stuffing, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's uh, the traditional white bread stuffing, old fashioned stuffing. So yeah. And then do you make the stuffing in the bird or out of the bird? Absolutely, because then you get the drip of the of, of the bird inside, and it kind of moistens it up. So yeah. how do you how do you prepare your bird though? How do you do? Well, it? I I don't physically do it myself wow. i mean i've got i've got several sisters and, and and a mom bless her heart that she can still do it if she has to but uh, uh generally it's uh it's in the oven we don't we don't do the uh as much as i would love deep fried i don't want to set mm-hmm. my my house on fire mm-hmm. um or the yard so i love deep fried turkey but usually it's it's prepared with the stuffing inside um and it's it's uh you know it's it's basted and it's it's you know put in the oven for I don't know how many hours it takes but a long time I know that mm-hmm. half a day um, and uh, yeah just kind of golden on the outside you know um, and then, uh, I don't I don't have any recipe in terms of like some people like to uh, soak it with Italian dressing or they mm-hmm. like to you know insert I don't know a can of beer or or orange juice I've heard all kinds of different things I, I don't have that sort of uh, 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 I guess you would say flavor uh, mm-hmm. to my turkey. Just okay. turkey's good enough. Do you do anything with it or no? Uh, we always uh, I I smoke it on the big green egg. You do smoke it. See, um, and and, and there's nothing better than smoked turkey. I it's bet. wonderful, and we stuff yeah. it full of uh, oranges and lemons and there limes you go. And, see, see, that's what I that. meant. And then we uh, baste it occasionally with a uh, mix of apple juice and Jack Daniels and oh, now you're talking and, and that, and then obviously the hickory chips. You put that in about an hour and a half into the smoking. Oh my! Don't gosh. do it too early, otherwise it gets right. too much. But you, you wait okay. about an hour and a half in. That's when you put the hickory chips in, oh, uh, wow. which are soaked in apple juice and Jack Daniels as well. Mm. And yeah, no, we that's how we do it every year. Uh, mm. It's moist, it's tremendous, it's fantastic. And the other part, when you smoke it on the big green egg, is it frees your oven up for all the sides. Well, that's beautiful. Like, See, that's always one that... of the hard things with Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner is you know your oven's taken up with the bird that's for right. hours. Well, when it's on the grill, it's not. Or if you deep fry it, same thing. It's a great point. It's a great point because it's hard to put on a meal with everything hot when your oven is, is preoccupied. And, and, and even though the turkey, after it's done, can sit there for a half hour still cooking within its own juice, and that's fine, um, you're right. It slows down the process. Yeah, very key when you can free that up, and it makes the timing so much easier. Yeah. No, I like that, man. I wish I, wish I could smoke one. One of these days, I'm going to learn how to do that, but it's not this, it's not this Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> the other thing is I work on Thanksgiving, so there's that. So. Well, there, there is that, too. So yeah, Better than what you'll be doing Christmas Day because you'll be in Arizona. Yeah, that's true. That's, uh, you know, be following Santa out west, I guess. I mean, I'm, I think I'm going to leave Christmas Day uh, very, very early, and it's going to be one of those, with the time difference, probably 24-hour days. But, hey. If Santa can do it, I'm game. And uh, you know, what are you gonna do? We'll see if uh, if the Bucks give if the Bucks give the 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 fans their fans a Christmas present or just some coal. I don't know what's uh, the way Arizona is going right now, and I don't mean the state, but the team, the Cardinals. Um, 
I don't think that's going to be a difficult game for them. But I, it's kind but of what I they do know. in the second half of every season under right. They kind of did it in the first half this year. Well, though, this year, I mean, yeah. yeah the second half, they tend to fall apart. Yeah, kind of like that bird. Hey, you get back to the Thanksgiving there. That's right, John. All right, well, we'll, we'll stay on the Bucks with the mailbag questions here. So Ellis had uh, tweeted us. He said, who will have surprise impact on the second half of the Bucks season? P.S., how do we get you in the room to talk up and finally get Rondé Barber in the Hall of Fame? Um, well, there are ways to do that. Uh, that I'll get to in a minute. As far as the surprise, surprise impact, surprise impact. Okay, surprise. Who could surprise us? Um, I'll tell you one guy that I'm waiting to be surprised by, uh, and they only played him 16 snaps the other day, and they said something. We were talking to Casey Rogers, and he goes, "We got to find a way." to get this guy on the field more now that um, Akeem Hicks is, is back. And that's Logan Hall. Logan Hall is a physical uh, specimen and he, in terms of the, at the defensive tackle position because he's a big man naturally, but he's, he's really quick and really violent and uh, quick off the ball uh, long arms where he he's got he's got some speed where he can he can range uh, and run sideline to sideline a little bit. They just haven't he, he just hasn't really gotten that feel uh, in the limited time that he's played for what his role is. Is is that a pass rusher? Um, who are you taking off the field? You're not taking Vita off. Who leads him in sacks? You're probably not taking Akeem off. Can they find some packages where Logan Hall can play on that defensive line um, and? you know, and, and get him going. So, look, they invested a lot in this guy, and I, I don't think we've seen anything, him do anything that's 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 memorable. So I'll say Logan Hall for me. I, I just think that there's a lot of meat on that bone. Hey, we go back to Thanksgiving. Um, there's a lot of meat on that bone, and, and I think that, that they need to find a way to, to get something out of him. I'll tell you one I'd like to see be a, su- a surprise impact. I don't know if he will be. Yeah, but I think if he is, it's a good thing, and that's Giovanni mm-hmm. Bernard. Oh yeah, he's the exact type so. running back Tom Brady loves in his offense. It's absolutely true. And you know, they, he he was hurt a lot last year and didn't get a lot mm-hmm. of playing time. They brought him back. He it wasn't that's under right. a contract. They brought him back. You're right. And then he got hurt right. again. If he yeah. can, if he can have a surprise impact in the second half of the season, I think that bodes well for the Bucks offense. It'd be a great thing. Yeah. And to your point, okay, so he was hurt a lot last year, didn't have many rushing stats, but you know what he had? Three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns because, again, Brady trusts him. That's why he, he is signed or re-signed, and, and he can catch the ball. He did some stuff. The first two games he played this year before he got hurt, it was all special teams. He didn't get to play uh, running back even one down um, in terms of carrying the ball or catching the ball. But you're right. Uh, that, would be a, that would be a good thing for the Bucks because – even though they have a lot of running backs, uh, not a lot of them are playing, and, and I could see how they could get Giovanni on the field in certain situations. Well, so, yeah, it's what he one. brings, particularly in the passing game. Right, and natural that, receiver. That, that mm-hmm. I, I think you know, if he's having a surprise impact, the Bucks' offense is doing well. And if you remember, and, and I, I think people forget this, because I, I think Keyshawn Vaughn has done some nice things when they've given mm-hmm. him a chance, but remember the playoff game a year ago. Mm-hmm. They beat the hell out of the Philadelphia Eagles, and they did it on the ground, and they did it with two running backs. You know who they were? Keyshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard. Those are the two guys that ran all over the Eagles' defense. 
And so, you know, there, there's some there's some ability there in this offense and, and some trust for Tom. So those are, that's a good one. That's a really good one. All right, so how do we get you in the room to talk up and finally get Rondé in the hall? Well, there's listen, uh, I, I couldn't really tell you the process as far as how voters are selected. There's usually one per team, and then there's some at-large guys. Um, and uh, for better or worse, you know, Ira, Ira Kaufman has had this vote for a while. Tom McEwen, who was the uh, former um, Tampa Tribune sports editor, the late Tom McEwen, somehow the Valhapaim bequeathed this to Ira, uh, and and even though you know Ira is he's out there. I mean, he he covers uh, he writes a column I think for Joe Buck's fan, and he's and he's still around, but he's in the room. Uh, and the Bucks have, you know, he's had several Bucks gone to the Hall of Fame since he's made presentations for them. It, it's, it's sort of, you know, it's not all on the presenter, to be honest with you. It helps. It really does help to sort of know the room. It's a political machine. It, it's, it's like Congress. You vote for my guy. I vote for your guy. How many years has this guy been in the queue? How many, how long has he waited? Um, you know, uh, who else is coming in in this class? Uh, where are the play, where's the player from? Um, and you'll hear this one a lot, you know, they want, they want sort of markers like all decade and, uh, signature play. And did you revolutionize the position and, um, those sort of things that, that Rondé has. And then finally they'll say, well, well, how many people should you think should get in the hall of fame off of one? They only won one Super Bowl. Well, yeah, but that defense was great for years. It wasn't the defense's fault that they didn't win more than one Super Bowl. Um, and so, you know, you've already got Sapp, you already got Brooks and you got Lynch, right? So you'll hear that in the room, like, well, I don't know that that defense was so great that they deserve four Hall of Fame players off of that now. Come on, you know. Um, so it's, uh, it's a difficult thing to do. I, I would have to go in as sort of, uh, sort of an at-large voter or, or an alternate. I've been in there one time, and, uh, and it was when Ira couldn't make it. Uh, his wife, I think, had had uh, a back issue or had fallen or something. But um, I got to go uh, and... Um, it was an interesting educational process, I would say. Uh, and that was one of the years we pitched Lynch, uh, one of the early years. And he, get in, he didn't get in that year, so obviously I didn't do a good enough job. But, it, you know, again, so much of that is numbers and time. Um, but if it's not as an alternate, then um, I don't know. The Hall of Fame controls that. The Hall of Fame controls who has those votes, supposedly. And, uh, you know, it would be up to them to... Uh, but I'll raise my hand, uh, as I've done before, and, and see if uh, if they need any help, and I'm, I'm here to do it. All right, we'll switch to the Rays, and John had tweeted us. Do you expect the Rays to make any big moves in free agency? Well, I kind of do, but I, you got to tell me sort of like uh, when we get down the road here a while, I mean, they've obviously had to trim some of the some of the guys off their team, the Kevin Kiermaier's and others, and uh, you know, get to that major league roster limit. I don't know how much money they're going to throw uh, at, at free agents. I, I, I was encouraged by the Freddie Freeman thing a year ago. I don't know how close or how serious that really got. Obviously, he had a reason to go to L.A. Uh, and go, go back home, so to speak. But the mere fact that they were sort of in it, right, uh, minus the state income tax in California, um, is encouraging to me. So, listen, they are now what I would consider a perennial playoff team, right? a contender every year now for the American League East. If you can win the East, if you can contend for that that title every year, uh, then you should go for it. But the revenues are what they are, man. And, you know, they need some bats. There's no question they need some bats. 
I'm not sure who they're going to end up with at first base. Is that going to be Brandon Lau as a default? Um, but you, you certainly got an opening there. Uh, the outfield looks fairly secure. Um, you know, another catcher perhaps. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of areas. I think the infield is starting to shape up pretty good. So uh, a bat, yeah, you probably have to pay for that. I mean, I. I hope they do something, but I don't. I don't know what big name means anymore. Big name, big money. Suppose I mean they're not going to get a Bryce Harper type. I expect um, them to try to make big moves, right? But it takes two to tango in free agency. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. You know, it, it's you can go after Freddie Freeman. You can offer a comparable package. He's got to want to mm-hmm. come here. That's right. That's you right. Know, and and the question is, will any of those big moves or big bats, presumably? I mean, you know, you've got your two star pitchers already lined up. Mm-hmm. And Glass now and McClanahan. Mm-hmm. Now you could always add more pitching, but I, I think yeah. if the big moves, it's going to try to be a bat. You know, mm-hmm. are those big bats willing to come here? Don't know the answer, and and it's right. you know it's an individual decision for each one of those players. Oh sure, and and I just don't, you know, the people talk about the stadium things, and you know, and, and organiz- I mean, the organization speaks for itself. I mean, they're, they're like I said, they they know their way to 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 winning, and they they're a winning franchise. They're they're you know in the playoffs just about every year, and they've won a couple division titles and all of that. Um. But market size matters to some people. To some people, where you live matters. So to some people, staying income tax may matter. I mean, maybe the ballpark matters, right? Or the mm-hmm. lack of one. Maybe the lack of fan support would matter to some guys. You know, I mean, if you told me you can play for an iconic franchise that's been around as long as baseball, like the Dodgers used to be Brooklyn Dodgers, you know, mm-hmm. L.A. Dodgers, whatever, or the Yankees, right? Uh, versus, yeah, up and coming, you know, uh, very um, forward thinking, uh, innovative uh, winner, but never, never really, you know, wins the World Series. Uh, good place to live, but eh, it's, it's the Rays. You know, I, I think you have a tough time competing with those legacy franchises, man. Whether it's the Red Sox, uh, you do. Although, you know, you know, we've seen players that go to New York or Boston or L.A. and struggle. Absolutely, they don't. They, do. they don't handle that spotlight as well. Absolutely. I mean, that's why I said I think it's an individual decision for a lot of those players. You know, where what type of team you want to go to, ballpark, community, media pressure, all that stuff. I think it all factors in. Um, mm-hmm. State income tax. It's all part of the mix. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where you want to live, where you want to play, what the contract is, and, and you know the pressure you want. I mean, Joey Gallo stunk it up in New York. Goes to L.A. And, and does well after the trade deadline. I mean, you know, there's there's players that struggle in New York or others. And it's, you know, you, know, you can't say why or how. It's just everybody's wired a little differently. So Carl Crawford was a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. He struggled in Boston big time. Thrived here in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Every guy has his own, you know, his own reasons. But um, but they'll. I think they'll be active. I think they'll try. I mean, they should try. That's their job. They want to win it all. They know. They have limited resources. It won't be for every player, but but they'll be in it. They'll be in it for one or two people, I think. And you know, maybe they get them, maybe they don't. All right, Craig tweeted us. He says, "What will break ground first? A Rays new stadium or a Bucks new stadium? And could the Bolts build a barn with land on waterfront? The Ice Palace is coming up on thirty years." That's hard to believe. Now, if you told me that, I, I that's that's shocking to me. Although they did an enormous opened in ninety six, so opened in ninety six. They did an enormous, uh, you know, refurb on it. Um, Venning did put a lot of money in that building, and I think I think it still is very functional and terrific. The one thing it's not, 
I still think the concourses are too narrow. <laughs> That's just me, man. When people all get up at the same time between periods. That's the um, one thing you really can't adjust too much of once it's built. That's correct. Yeah, you can't add space that way um, to build out. But Rays' new stadium, Bucks' new stadium, I'm, I'm going to say it's the Rays simply because their, their clock is ticking much louder uh, than the other two. Um, I haven't heard. And, and maybe, you know, maybe the uh, Venick and them, you know, are behind the scenes making noises about that. I'm not sure where it would go. Uh, well, I'm not sure where the Rays' stadium is going to go either. I just know that the, the it's not going to be possible for the race to stay here uh without a new new ballpark it seems like major league baseball is committed to this area which is fast growing um so the buck stadium however it's uh no one's talking about it um loudly they they put what 80 90 million dollars into upgrading the the concourses and the and the club seating and and the uh, you know various uh, uh clubs that they added hall of fame club and other things sky suites and all that um, not that long ago, um, but the average, you know, I mean, like I always say, that like the 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 Atlanta, uh, the dome they had there, the Georgia Dome, uh, ran about twenty years, and then they built a new stadium and uh, the ballpark in Arlington, the Texas Rangers, uh, was about twenty years, I think, um, or so. So yeah, I mean, the life the lifespan of these things are, are come up, come up quickly, um, but. And they're all competing to some extent for the same tax dollars or, or what have you. But I think it has to be the Rays just because they've been in the business longer. Uh, they're not going to be able to sustain themselves without it. And, and those other franchises I know are doing very well financially, um, especially the Bucks. So I don't know that there's a, a huge immediacy for that. When they do get around to it, though, with respect to the NFL, I think in the NFL you're going to see much smaller uh, capacity seating um, than you have right now. I mean, the, the, you know, they added seats in the end zone for Tom Brady and probably for this year only um, in the end zone to make the capacity seventy thousand. But I think, I think as we go down the road here, you're going to see more intimate um, NFL stadiums and not the, you know, like FedEx Field, the big ninety thousand, eighty five thousand seat capacity like Jerry World and places like that. I, I think, I think that's true smaller. in baseball and all sports. I think you're going to see yeah. Yeah. smaller, more luxurious or yes. club, yes. you know, mm-hmm. loge-type seating mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. just, you know, upper deck Correct. seating. I, yep. you're gonna, it's all, everything's going to be more intimate, more high-priced, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you worry about that because you think, well, they're going to price out the average fan, but... Um, but they're going to want to keep those. They want aesthetically, aesthetically, they're going to want to have that building full, right? So, um, and uh, years ago, I talked to Rich McKay about this. Like one of his fears was that the NFL would become sort of like WWE, where it's like film before a live studio audience, where it's a very small, you know, where the fans are just there for background for TV, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what you don't want to have because if you make it so unappealing to go to the games um you know fewer and fewer people want to do it and it's just a, it's just merely a television sport and so you don't want to lose the game day experience but one way to make it better is to make it more intimate quite frankly uh and 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 more more luxury like you said so that's probably the way they're going to go uh the new the next generation of them but we'll have to see uh as far as uh you know i'll just say this i'll, I'll end with this with the same thing I, I spent. I have not spent time, and I grew. I grew up in St. Pete. I'm from St. Pete, right? 
my wife and I during the bye week um, spent some time at a condo on the beach, and and then we drove to St. Pete a couple days. And I have not really been down there because you know the times we don't we don't work there anymore. Uh, it's all remote now from home or one buck. And I had been down there in such a long time. I have never seen a city transform itself more than St. Petersburg. It is a young, hip, uh, full of restaurants and shops and waterfront and, and gorgeous, you know, new pier and just, you know, upstairs bars. And, and, and yes, when you look out at Al Lang where the Rowdies play and you see Albert Witted and you see that beautiful waterfront, if there is any way anybody could construct a, a stadium in downtown St. Pete, man, that would be the spot. It's the spot in my opinion. It would just be gorgeous, and there wouldn't be anything like it. Uh, aesthetically and for the fans, yes. Mm-hmm. You still get the corporate sponsorship issue of you don't have the right businesses in St. Pete. That's true. That buy, That's the, true. That buy the suites, buy group tickets, buy you know 20-season tickets. Right. You know. But isn't it weird that like Tampa Bay being such a big region, and maybe mm-hmm. we don't have the corporate sponsorship for that either you know, on either side of the bay, that there's this somehow – natural division and water that, that that somehow matters to businesses i don't know why it would well but it's, it's that in, in in baseball when you have 81 games a year seven game home stands right you want the convenience of walking out of your office yeah grab a drink grab a bite to eat and go to a game yeah not drive 45 minutes across the bay in traffic yeah that's fair and the population yeah. is still north of mm-hmm. of uh, st petersburg even though even though uh st pete now has quite a quite mm-hmm. a residential population i mean they built so many condos and so many apartments that that it has a vibe like mm-hmm. there's an actual city vibe there where people live and work in the city like never before but it's not the same as as in tampa that's for sure yeah it's it's the you know the rays don't have or you know and, and this has been years but they don't have a, a huge individual season ticket problem or ticket yeah. problem. It's a corporate. a corporate. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, most teams, and these numbers are a few years old. So 60 40 or something? They want 70 30 corporate to individual. Okay. You mm-hmm. want, you know, businesses buying 70% of your tickets. Now they give them to people, right. clients or staff or yeah. whatever. Right, right. You know, years ago, the raise were reversed. It was 30% corporate, 70 individual. I don't know what it is today. Mm. But. The Rays' problem isn't individuals, and when people talk about the fans, there's no fans here, their ticket sale problem stems more from the corporate side mm-hmm. in that there's just the, the, the amount of businesses close enough to the trop that would buy those tickets. Let's say law firms, banks, those types of businesses aren't headquartered there. Mm. And so it's a haul to get there for seven straight days for a homestand. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. where, because it's not that those businesses don't buy any. They just don't buy as mm. much as they would if this Enough, stadium was yeah. convenient to their offices. You know, that's right. Baseball, you know, football, it's 10 games a year. It doesn't matter where you put the stadium. It's 10 games, that's most true. of them on a Sunday. It doesn't matter. That's true. Hockey, basketball, now you're talking 40 nights a year. Mm-hmm. Location matters more. But baseball with 81 nights, and when you're playing seven straight days on a home, sometimes nine or ten. That's a big commitment for people to buy 10 season tickets, 20 as a business, a suite every game. You know, and if it's not convenient to get to, it makes it harder to make that commitment. Hmm. But aesthetically, where Al Lang is, it'd be absolutely none. stunning, the stadium. Yeah, none, none better. None better. No question that. about it. And from a you know, fans, 
going to the game and in that view that everything about oh. it would be spectacular. Yeah. No question and, about it. I just don't and, know I don't know corporately if it survives there. Right. In the downtown area with the restaurants, there's now enough uh dining options and, and bar options and things like that to support that as well. So We'll see what they do. I think you're probably right. It's probably going to go on, on the uh, Hillsborough side of the bay if it happens at all. But um, well, it's good questions. I mean, never too early to talk stadiums around here. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, Les asks, what happens first? The Rays make it to another World Series or play a game in their new stadium? Hmm. Well, they've been to two World Series. They started in 98. By virtue of that math, I would say it's probably more likely they get a stadium before they play in a World Series. You've got five more years on the lease. Yeah. I'd, I'd, say, I'd say they probably get a new stadium before they play in a world series i listen only two teams can get there only one can win it uh and they're still the the little engine that could they're still outspent um out everything right except except out competed but um i I don't know man I, i i'm i'm curious i'm still not convinced but i'm curious if the rays way okay which which is very effective during the regular season with their minor leagues and and you know the use of about 55 players during the course of the regular season can translate when it matters most in a five or seven game series and you can only rely on on you know what you have in in the dugout at that time and and if you got enough big boppers and enough uh you know quality starters three quality starters that can carry you to the world series and i know it's happened twice but um i don't know i'm not I, I'm starting to see sort of a familiar pattern year after year now where they overachieve, um, maybe they have injuries, they, they find guys that fit together, they win enough games, they get in the postseason, and then they can't hit. You know, it's always the same thing, right? They can't hit um, more so this year than ever. And, and I don't know that you're going you're gonna to change that uh, unless you come up with a whole lot of Wander Francos or a whole lot of, Randy Rosarena's perhaps, who even you know in this past postseason didn't do anything. So, um, I would I would say that they'll play in a game in their new stadium before they make the World Series. All right, James tweeted us. He says, "Who do you think will be the next USF head coach?" This is probably a, a way too early prediction. Although I think that that USF has said they'd like to have a guy in place by what December fifth or something like that, or around that time. Um, because there's some recruiting uh, situations or, mm-hmm. or, or whatnot. Uh, so, you know, if you start checking boxes about, you know, what do they need? Um, they need somebody who has been a head coach before. I don't think they're going to take a chance on someone who at least haven't, hasn't sat in that chair at some level, right? Um, it just didn't work out with Jeff Scott. And part of the problem was he was inexperienced in this job, in this role. 
Um, and so I start with that. Somebody I think who is ascending, not 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 coming down from a power five uh, school because we've had our Charlie Strongs before. I don't think they want to go that direction. So the guy I keep hearing about, and I'm because I keep hearing about him, I think there must be some merit to it. Is uh, is Willie Simmons from uh, what Florida A&M, right? Um, and that's a name where he can be available, be available pretty soon. Um, has done some terrific things, I guess, in a short period of time. He's been a head coach. Uh, obviously, can recruit Florida. Is familiar with you know the landscape here. I'm just that that's I just keep hearing this name more than others, and it's not the you know the hyperbolic you know John Gruden or you know Jim Levin and, and things you know or even uh, for that matter Scott Frost right I, I just don't I don't I don't capture any momentum for those guys right now so I think it's going to be Simmons. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be someone like that. It's, I, I think mm. it's going to be a head coach at a smaller school. Yep. I think it's yep. going to be a name most fans don't know. Probably, yep. You know, whether it's it's Simmons, whether it's um, uh, the Toledo coach, Jason Candle. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, guys like that. Uh, the, the guy from South Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. Name's escaping me. But uh, I think it's going to be names like that. I don't think it's going to be Justin Fuente. Uh, the former right. Memphis Virginia Tech coach. I don't think it's going to be a Tom Allen if he's let go at, at Indiana. Although that's actually an Although, intriguing one. Allen is really intriguing to me. I mm-hmm. could sell that. And, and the mm-hmm. one thing I will say is that what Allen, you know, and, although he may have saved his job because he just had a big upset win uh, last Saturday, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he were somehow to get out of Indiana, uh, that's one that you could sell. And I, oh yeah, I, you could. Even even though. Even though these other guys are probably fine coaches, and at the end of the day, it matters what you do on the field. They're in a position where they're trying to raise funds for a new stadium. Like, there's a lot. I think a recognizable name probably would go a long way for USF at this moment. I just don't know that they're going to hire that guy. And and um, but Allen kind of gives you both, right? He gives you a, a tremendous local tie. Uh, he coached in high school here. Um, he's coached obviously at a power five. Did great things with Indiana for a while. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and the energetic and the whole thing, I, th- I think he'd be a great salesman for this program as well as a really damn good coach. But I, I don't know if they're going to go that route. But he, he's the one that intrigues me if he were to get out of Indiana. Because of his local ties, yeah. And, and he's correct. recruited this area too. Absolutely. Something USF yeah. needs to do. He's continuing mm-hmm. to do. Absolutely. Very familiar with the high school landscape. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Michael tweeted us. He says, whose roster do you like better, Florida or Florida State? Who? Um, potentially Florida, currently Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, I, look, people are, are transferring to Florida in, in, in uh, significant uh, ways. Um, well, they get like a, a really highly recruited uh, quarterback uh, recently that decommitted from Miami. I just think it's going to take a little time, you know, uh, as it does. This is the first year. I think we get you get confused, you know, that, that Mike Norvell has kind of been through the same wars that Florida's fighting right now. Um, but right now, for right now, the better football team is Florida State, and I think they're going to prove it. And I think they're going to prove it with the experienced talent versus just young talent. I think what you have at Florida is just a whole lot of young talent and, and a new coach trying to trying to set a culture and all those things. So – 
but listen, let's not kid ourselves. As great as Florida State has been over the years with Bobby Bowden and the national championships and all of that, and they, they have not really taken a backseat to many programs. To me, Florida, with its resources, Florida, with its name, uh, with the educational opportunities that you get there, they should, by rights, and in the conference, the SEC, they should be the dominant program in the state. Um, there's really no excuse for them not to be other than uh, maybe a couple coaches didn't do a very good job recruiting and they fell behind from a, a, a facility standpoint a little bit, which was really inexcusable with all the resources they have. But once that's up to snuff and it seems to be getting there, um, they, they should be the, the dominant uh, college football team in this state. They're not right now. I think they're on their way, um, but they got a lot of work to do. I mean, you, you know, losing to Vanderbilt is, is not going to help the cause. Um, but I would say Florida State right now, but Florida uh, probably a year or two from now. All right, some great questions. Uh, I'm going to uh, go check on the mashed potatoes, stuffing, green bean casserole, gravy, and cranberry sauce. Appreciate that one of, of all of them. Matt Baker is going to join us tomorrow to talk some college football. And, boy, we got rivalry week coming up. This is going to be the big one. A lot of great games uh, coming up this weekend, as well as the Bucks uh, resume practice, I guess kind of begin practice, if you will, for their game on Saturday in Cleveland against the Browns and see if they can um, continue, even with the bye week, a little bit of momentum that they build in Germany uh, and see if they can keep that thing going. Also, remind you guys to, to check out May Electric Solar They've been in business for 12 years. They're going to save you a lot of money on your electric bill. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Get a free estimate, lower your electric bill all year long. May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Thanks for the questions. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.